All right, everybody, we are live. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Vision Podcast, where we interview the best up and coming founders and co-founders, uh, the next the next phase, the next wave of great co-founders in the country. Uh, today, our special guest is uh, Dapo Kolawale. Um, just to give you all a little background, I know Dapo from, uh, we were in the same accelerator, the National Black NBA Accelerator together. Uh, this is about a year ago, about a year ago exactly, almost the date, back in uh, January of 2022. And uh, Dapo, uh, first of all, what's up, man? How, how you been, man? You been doing okay? I'm all right, man. It's good to see you again. And yes, it's been a year, but hey, we're in the new year right now. So I'm excited to see you and see what you know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 2023 has got some big things coming. Uh, when I first heard about your business, I know we did, gave the inf- introduction for the Accelerator uh, last year and everybody was going through the business. Yours is one of the ones that stuck out to me because it's like it, it's a service that I can see myself needing. You know, I've been, um, you know, in a situation where it's like I didn't want to buy furniture. I just wanted to rent it for a small time. I'm in an apartment for a little while or just, you know, in a, in a place, even if it's an office, I just want to want to uh rent some some furniture just for a small term for people who don't know um let us know what it is that rumi does yeah so um yeah i think you nailed it on the head rumi is an on-demand you know um top quality furniture platform where you can rent furniture from other people that have that kind of furniture you're looking for so we connect furniture owners and renters you know with the owners we give them the flexibility to rent it out sell it or cash out if they're moving and it's like i try to sell this i can't sell it you know if it's a brand that we want on our platform they can cash out and they can just pick up and leave right renter, on the renter side we give them the flexibility of one rented for as low as one month and for as long however long they need it and they have the flexibility to, to return it you know you know rent what you love or buy what you love return what you don't so when it's time for you to leave all you got to do is call your uber and leave the, the apartment's going to be empty you know, you're not right. trying to figure out what to do with all that furniture because you bought the furniture. Mm-hmm. And that's something I thought when you when you first explained, I was like, I mean, I wish I thought of that. That's that's a great <laughs> idea because I've been in this situation a lot, like I said, where I was just in a like a short term lease. And I just, you know, I was either going to buy a spot or I was going to move to another spot. And it's just like I just want something just to hold me over. And, you know, furniture can get furniture can get kind of expensive, especially yeah. nowadays. Really yeah. expensive. So what made you even think of that idea? So March of 2020, when they closed down the, they they closed, they shut down Chicago, they shut down Illinois. And I, I used to work out of a, like a incubator space, downtown Chicago, you know? So it's a place I rented, they had furniture. I did not need to have a home office. You know, Mm -hmm. I went out there and worked every, every other day. So I came back home. You know, they shut down the city, they shut down the state. And I'm like, okay, I need to furnish, I need to, I need to create a home office that I would like to work in. You know, right. uh, I, my background is in commercial furniture. I, and I spent the last 20, year, 20 years um, developing, designing furniture. So in terms of furniture that looks good, good uh, furniture that makes you feel great when you walk into your space, that's the kind of furniture I was looking for. Okay. When I went online to find out how much it costs to get this kind of furniture, I was like, okay this is going to be a lot more than i thought it would be you know i'd have Mm -hmm. to take out a second mortgage just to buy furniture (laughs) (laughs) you know so i was like you know what let me let me let me see what other options are there so when i looked at facebook marketplace you would have to buy the furniture 
you would have to figure out what to do with the furniture after you don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so that wasn't the best of options. Craigslist, the kind of furniture we found on Craigslist was not the kind of style or brand I was looking for. You know, so that was not a, an option. So I started looking at other renter centers. You know, renting furniture is not a new thing. You know, right. Renter centers are a couple of companies out there. But the what I was looking for personally was those brands that are like modern looking brands mm-hmm. that have sustainability built into their story. And that's the kind of furniture I was looking for. And I couldn't find a place to rent something like that. Right. The genesis of how I started looking at rent roomy from not just the person that owns furniture. What do you do when you don't need that furniture anymore? And how quickly can you walk away without having to be tied down trying to sell something or being ghosted on Facebook Marketplace? Mm-hmm. You know, all these issues that happen. And then on the renter side, being able to say, you know what? I just need this furniture piece for just a few hours. I need, I just need it for a week. I'm, I'm throwing a show this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm having people over for, for, for Super Bowl. I need that long sofa, you know, that L sectional so I can just have right. it for a weekend. Right. You can't do that today. You, you'd have to, you'd have to have to buy it or you go to your friend's house and you watch the game. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's the genesis of it. Okay. Okay. And I mean, that's, that's what they say. They say the best thing is to start a business on a pain point that you have personally, because you know about that you know about that pain point. Uh, once you, once you identified that and then you say, okay, this is a good uh, business opportunity. What was your next step? Did you write a business plan? Did you start, you know, thinking about, did you start registering? Like, what was your next step? That's a very good question. I think my next step was I was aware of something called startup startup school by Y Combinator. Okay. It's like a pre accelerator to the Y Combinator program. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I ended up, I just applied to that. You know, I knew the session was coming up. I said, okay, let me apply to this and kind of vet out those initial things that I was thinking about the, the business. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing about startup school is that it's free. They have they have multiple. Um, I think it's a it's a three month program, so they have multiple three month programs during the year, and it, it's a place for you to just test it out. So you, you get to test out. They force you to go talk to customers, do interviews, find out you know how that how your potential customers are actually solving the problem of solving what you're trying to solve. Okay. You don't actually come out and tell them what you're doing. You just ask them, hey, you know, just walk me through your journey the last time you, you moved into an apartment. Mm-hmm. You make it very broad. And they go, yeah, I did this. I found this place. I had my furniture. I didn't have furniture. It took me weeks. Whatever the story may be. And you just, like, kind of, like, interview as many people as possible. Okay. So from my – this is my second startup. My first startup is called City Spoon. I kind of knew the steps I needed to take. Mm-hmm. To kind of begin to, you know, test out that concept and idea. And the first thing I did was to join, you know, startup, startup, startup school, startup university. I think it's called. It's it's YC. It's a YC program. Okay. Okay. That's a good way of doing it. Like you, I, talking to customers or potential customers first and seeing, you know, is there even an uh, um, opportunity there? You know, yeah. is, it, is it a pain point that's reaching a lot of people? So, what was some of the feedback when you started talking to these customers or potential customers, not customers at that point? What are some of the things that they said that that made you say, okay, let me move forward and let me go ahead and, and start this for real? Yeah, so I interviewed a, a variety of people that had different backgrounds. You know, some of them resonated with what we're trying to do. Some of them said they won't do it. So it was quick. I, I, I was 
it was very quick for me to find out that my target market isn't um, baby boomers. Okay. Okay. It was very quick to do that. When I talked about, right. like, why would I want to rent furniture? You know, I, I own <laughs> my own home. I could buy, right. home, you know, and then as I started going down by generation, I'm hitting people that's like, yeah, I just graduated. You know, I'm, I'm in Chicago right now. I may be moving to New York in two years. Mm. I don't want to buy anything, you know, I, or I, I live in a city. I can't get to Ikea because if you know where Ikea is, Ikea is never in the city. It's in somewhere outside in the burg. Right. You know, and if you live mm. in the city, you don't have a van. You don't have a truck. Mm. You probably don't even have a car. You're probably Ubering and taking the train, you know, the Metro or the CTA in Chicago to get around. So the more I interviewed people, the more I was able to begin to understand who that target is. I also was able to better understand between genders, mm -hmm. which one would use it more than the other. For example, when I interviewed a lot of the females I interviewed told me that security was a very a big concern for them. They, if they had something they wanted to sell and somebody said they wanted to see it, they, they would have to have a, a male friend around for right. somebody else to come see that prop, that piece of furniture, right? you know? Or if they're new in town, they don't have the connections. They don't know anybody to try to get stuff furnished. And if they try to work with like an Ikea, they get stuff delivered to their place. Now they have to start trying to build that bed frame. They have to build mm -hmm. the coffee table. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like by the time they're done, it's time for them to start moving out. Yeah. You know, yep. so customer interviews essentially allowed me to just understand the journey of the, the numerous people I, I, I interviewed. It also helped me create create um, how I was explaining the business on our website. Okay. And eventually, I took comments that they said, and that's exactly how I kind of put it on the website. This is what we do, you know, and that's kind of in, that has morphed over time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot more. Um, what's the word? It's a lot more um, cleaned up. Initially, my first version of the website, one of the things that they teach you at startup school is that they want you to launch and launch fast, launch right away. Okay. If you wait too long, you waited, you know, you, you waited too long, just launch whatever you have. Mm -hmm. And my first version of the site was, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. Um, right. They had, you know, it kind of tried to explain what I was doing. And, um, but the more I, 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 I worked through the process and even going through national black MBA, mm -hmm. um, you know, you begin to get more clarity on how to, how to position the, the site to make sure that the first thing that people see when they get there is furniture. Right. You know, when you came to the initial site that I had, it talked about all the problems that people went through. And then on the side, it just said, these are the furnitures we have. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, when I get to your site, I have no idea what this site is. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that's one thing I noticed because when I went to your site, when I first went to your site, when we first met, that's when you was probably the old site, but like, now you have a picture like the thing that stuck in my mind when you're starting now is you have a picture of, of a young lady sitting on a couch comfortable smiling and yeah. so it's like it's engaging it's like yeah. okay okay and from there it, it, it pulls me in so now i can read okay what's this about but that initial picture is like okay cool it's, it seems like something that's interesting let's see what it's about absolutely absolutely yeah. you have to you have to the brand you know we're not 
I wouldn't say we're a brand yet, but how you brand your site, the images, the the copy, what it says, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about. It's like when I talk about how Rumi works for for people that own furniture. I think I say make make room, make money, make space. Okay. You know, because uh-huh. if you own furniture, you want to get rid of it. You want to make room. But if you rent it, you're gonna make money. Mm-hmm. And then you can make space, you know, but I didn't get to that three, those three bullet points overnight. It took <laughs> months right. to get there. Right. So, you know, yeah. it's all about just continually working on stuff. Mm-hmm. Editing and evolving. No, I like that. I like that because I talk to a lot of, uh, you know, potential business owners and aspiring business owners who they want everything to be perfect on the front end. And yeah. it's not is just not realistic. Like I heard, I forgot who said it, but it's probably the best analogy I heard to start a business, at least from my experiment experiences. It's like jumping out of a plane and then learning how to build a parachute on, on the way down. Yeah. You know, so it's uh I like how you did it, which was you talking to customers and how they like that advice they gave, which is to launch quick and make the adjustments while you're getting feedback instead yeah. of thinking you're gonna make it perfect and then putting it out because it's never gonna be perfect, you know. No. It's never, and and because this is my second um, startup, my first startup, I didn't do any of the things I just told you. Right. I just built it, and it never came. And I spent a ton of money building, it. <laughs> 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 and it never came. Right. And right. It was like, nope. This time around, you know, build like I could do websites myself, so I built the the current version, the original version, and even this version, I had some help building it, but just throwing something up there, you know, and just making it as minimal cost as possible. Mm. And if somebody's, even if we're generated, generating revenue off of that version of the website, I'm like, okay, we got something going on here. Right. But I didn't spend, you know, the rest of my retirement money building this version. I'm like, no, I'm just going to spend a few dollars here with my technical skills, put something out there and then see if it resonates with any of the people that, told me when I interviewed them that they would use it. Right, right. Now, that's a, that's a good way. It reminds me of a book that talks about that called Lean Startup. That was a really good book. It was this yes. same concept, the same yeah. concept. Yeah. That's really good. So, like, you, you had an advantage because you, you can build websites. So you can build, like, an MVP version of the website. And if you needed some help on expanding it, you can get some help. But at least the core, you can build yourself. Um, how did you, once you got everything built, at least to a, to a basic level, how did you market the business? How did you market roommates, Rumi, so people can know about it? So one of the things I did was I took a um, I took a leaf from. So I, I, what I, one of the things I do is I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and I listen to their journey and their stories, and then I also read a lot of books about. You know, I have a book called How I have the book version of the podcast called How I Built This, and I listen to the story of how all these famous companies that we hear today had they hacked themselves into opportunities right so one of the things we did was we made sure we we knew that there was already a customer base on facebook marketplace mm-hmm. so what we did was we wrote a, like a program that would actually reach out to people on facebook marketplace that had furniture that had been sitting on facebook marketplace for a long time and say hey you know you got this nice piece do you, you know, no one's no one's biting on it. Do you want to consider listing it on our platform? Okay. So we were using software to kind of like, 
if I try to do it myself, I'd have to actually run an ad or, you know, go to conferences and stuff. No, you could use software to kind of leverage, you know, a mass, a larger um, and a target market. So we kind of okay. use software to do that. Okay. And apart from that, uh, we ran a couple of Facebook ads. Um, during this past summer, we did a couple of events downtown where we're, you know, it's called Sundays on State Street. So we actually had a booth downtown where people could ask us questions and sign up and stuff like that. So we we looked at many things last year, but that first year, it was just a lot of, I would I'll actually step back and say a lot of pitch competitions that I did was an opportunity for me to get the word out. Okay. Know? Because, so I've been doing a lot of pitch competitions. In fact, in 2020, I did a few where we didn't really win, mm. but we got kind of like marketing out of it. Okay. You know, they would they would put it on their Instagram page, on the LinkedIn page. People are like, okay, what's this? And then I get an opportunity to talk about it. They give me my five minutes or my four minutes. Mm -hmm. So 2020 was more of just pitching and getting the, the word out. And then 2021, 22 was more of one of these community events that we could do to get the word out. Okay. Okay. Uh, quick break for everybody listening on. Um, you can ask your own questions as well. You know, type in the comment box or type in the type in the chat box that uh, any questions that you have for Dapo, and I'll go ahead and ask that as well. I want you all to uh, get all your questions answered and any feedback that you have. You know, go ahead and throw it in there. But um, yeah, going along with that. So, so with the marketing end of things, I know for me, uh, one thing that I felt kind of set me apart a little bit was actually doing things in the community. So I wasn't just doing things. You know, just putting up ads, Instagram ads, Facebook ads. I was actually going there in the community, which got a, gave me a chance uh, for musicians, in my case, musicians to come out and, and talk about talk to me about the business, what it is it doing and kind of get that that trust in the brand itself. Is that something that you saw when you were doing things in the community as well? Yeah. You know, what excited me about. So we did two. We did two community events last year. One of them was Juneteenth. So we had a booth at this place downtown, which allowed people to just stop by and, you know, tell us, you know, how they're dealing with stuff, you know, oh, what is this about? And I get to tell them what it's about. And they go, some of them would tell me, well, what would happen is in this situation? Mm -hmm. with my furniture? We would have these conversations that as soon as that event was over, we're making changes on the website. Right. <laughs> like going right. back and said, okay, <laughs> we, we, this is how we need to do this. Uh -huh. It literally just told me how to do it. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, they came up and asked questions. I was like, yeah, you know, this one person was like, I know I, I have stuff, but I don't want to, I don't want it back after it's rented out, mm -hmm. you know? And prior to these events that we had in the summer, we were only focused on renting only. Right. That's it. Uh -huh. right, right now, if you go to the platform, you could rent out your furniture. You could sell your furniture because we noticed we're leaving money on the table. People are like, "Look, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want it back. That's what right. sell." Right. Okay. I don't want to leave money on the table, so we open up the avenue for selling. Okay. Then we ran into a third bucket of people that was like, "I've tried to sell my furniture. No one's buying it. I have to move out tomorrow." So we're like, "Okay." Let's introduce something called cash out. Mm -hmm. If the furniture you have is in excellent condition, if it's the brands that we're looking for, we'll give you a fair market value for it. We'll pick it up and you don't have to deal with anything. You just, we'll come get it. Okay. 
you know, so we're, we saw, we, we noticed that there were more, there were slightly different kind of customers. The ones that wanted to rent out their stuff, the ones that wanted right. to sell it, and the ones that were trying to sell it, but they couldn't, but they right. were trying to figure it out. So their options would have been storage or giving it to their cousin mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> get it, or just leaving it in the apartment and then getting a bill later on from the, you know, when they clean out the apartment, it's like, yeah, there's a bill here for $1,200 because we had to clean out all your the furniture right you know so the more we went out into community we actually started getting some rapid response rapid um insights mm-hmm. as to how people are solving those, those their, their, how people needed problem solved okay that, that's really good my my option in the past is always giving it to my cousin and being pissed <laughs> off because i was like i could have got a could have got a a thousand dollars for you know, a nice couch. <laughs> I know, I know, cousins, man. That's why I, you know I live in Chicago. Most uh, of my cousins are in New York and Toronto. If they come, like I ain't giving. I'm gonna try to sell this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish you on that. I wish you on that. So up to now, um, and you, you launched this in 2020, right? The, the first version of it. That's 20, correct. What's been the the hardest, uh, the hurdle, the biggest hurdle you face up to this point now? So the hardest hurdle hurdle that we face up until this point is is awareness mm-hmm. and conversion. So okay. a lot of people are already used to buying and selling. They could do that all day. Right. But when it comes to renting, that's where we need to educate people. Like these are the things that happens when you try to rent. Obviously, mm-hmm. you could make more money with your furniture if you rent. Right. You know, but what happens to damage with your furniture? What happens to if someone walked away with your furniture? So these are a couple of things that we had to make sure we addressed mm-hmm. with furniture rental, especially if you're renting your furniture to me, you want to know what happens if something if, if it gets damaged. What happens if you know I, I rented it and then I took off for New York with it? Right. You know, these scenarios. So we were able to start addressing all these concerns that potential owners will have. Mm-hmm. rent out the furniture in fact when you go on the site right now you could schedule a meeting with me directly and i'll walk you through the process you know because one of the things I, I i learned pretty quickly in 2020 was that you need to give people direct access to, to i need people to have direct access to me so i can answer their questions and we do have many people reach out and say okay i have furniture I want to, I'm considering renting it. What about this? What about this? What about this? And we have to make sure we have, um, not make sure we've actually put in place uh, a lot of checks and balances to make sure we address those concerns. Okay. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Last two. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I got two final questions for you. I mean, you know, I'm going to ask these to, to all guests that come on because you know, I want to make sure that uh, everybody gets something out of it. So the first thing is, you know, let me know what's one valuable tool that you use that's really helped you out. So one valuable tool that I've used that has really helped me out as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, yeah. Is actually, I would say podcasts. Okay, okay. Listening to podcasts of other founders, when you listen to their story of how they started and how they got to, how they hacked their way to where they are and how big they are, their name, you know, wildly known right now i i make sure i'm constantly listening and sometimes i actually go back to some of the podcasts i'm like okay now 
I'm at that point in, in the in the in, I'm at that point in the in, in the life of this business that that podcast that I listened to two years ago mm. applies now. Mm. Let me go listen to it again. You know? Right. You know. Let me go listen to this. For example, um, my first startup, um, City Spoon, we needed to raise money for our app. Okay. Um, and we lived in Iowa back then. Um, and the one thing about Iowa and elections is, is, you know, is that a lot of the candidates will come through Iowa to come and, you know, talk about the, the platform and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So Iowa is like that first state they hit. Right. So one of the things, one of the podcasts I listened to was the podcast of the founders of Airbnb. And when they had maxed out all their credit cards building Airbnb, there was a convention that was coming to their city, which was a democratic convention. So what they did was they created these two cereal boxes, Obama O's mm -hmm. and Captain McCain's, and they had real cereal in it. Okay. Because of that podcast, I was able to actually create, I could, I'm going to step out of camera and grab the two boxes I showed to you. Okay. And we used those, those boxes. We actually created the cereal boxes ourselves, designed it, found a box, found somebody, found somebody online on freelance or Fiverr to design the box. Mm -hmm. Went to Aldi's and bought real cereal, popped the box out, put real cereal in this, sealed it up, went to all these campaign sites where people, were, where these politicians were talking about their platform and sold each box for $25 each. <laughs> wow. Give me one second. All right. Now, these boxes that you see here are from the last election. These are not from the current election, but these are the last election. So we created Lucky Trumps. Uh, in 20, 2016, I think, 2018. 2016, this was, yeah. yeah. this was Lucky Trump's, um, sorry, this was Lucky Trump's, uh, and then we had Honey Nut Hilarios, which was Hillary Clinton. Hillary, right, right. Between these two boxes, we raised $20,000 to hey. go to selling cereal boxes. And I remember, taking, I remember taking this box, I remember the first box we built, I took it to my, I went to my bank and I, Showed my banker. I'm like, how much do you think I could get for this? He looked at it. Said about five bucks. Okay. And they said then. And then I heard that Donald Trump was coming to Iowa, mm -hmm. and my wife and I stayed up all night making about a hundred of these, and we went out there, and they were selling like hotcake. In fact, man, somebody from Donald Trump's campaign came and bought box number. He's he's number forty five, right? Forty five, right? Yeah, they said I want to buy box number because we had them numbered, like their numbers on the top. So it's right. You get when you buy, it, you get the unique one. Okay. Okay. So this came from me listening to a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's that's incredible, man. That's actually incredible. That's that's unbelievable. And then the fact that y'all price that twenty five because it's a it's a collector's item. You know, what I mean, they're not going to eat the cereal. It's a collector's item, so you can you can charge whatever you want to charge. Basically, you know. That is right. If you Google right now, Lucky Trump cereal, you see people. There's some people that actually open it and ate the cereal. They have a video on it. Okay. <laughs> there are videos out there that I've seen and I'm like, podcast. So when you say, what is that one thing that I continue to do mm -hmm. is I keep listening to podcasts over. I'll go back to old podcasts. I'll go back to old pitch. There's this podcast called um, The Pitch. Okay. And I'll listen to that. I'll listen to how people are delivering their pitches. I'll listen mm -hmm. to how the, the origin story is and stuff like that. Cause you never know when you're going to apply those, you know, right. 
those insights that you get from there. So I, you know, it's not like I don't want to read, but I do have long drives to work or to downtown. So I just have my headphones on. I listen to three podcasts in a week. And I'm like, okay, this is good to know. This is good to know. So podcast has been, has been that tool for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier how I built this. I listened to that podcast too, you know, with a uh, guy, Ross, shout out to guy Ross. Yeah. And uh, it's another, so I'm the same way. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to how I built this. Another good one. You probably heard of it too is a, uh, uh, startup therapy. That's another. That's another pretty. Oh, good. okay. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, check that one. Out. <laughs> I gotta to that. That's okay. a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, yeah. So podcast, I, I'm definitely on that train too. Uh, another last question for you before we let you go is, uh, what's the biggest lesson you learned in 2022 when it comes to business? The biggest lesson I learned in 2022 is that no matter how many no's you get, never give up. Okay. I got a ton of no's and it's, it's obviously it's disappointing. You know, you, you're trying to move your business forward and it's like, no, not now. Or sometimes it's a long, no, Mm. like they don't, they don't even respond back. And when they do, it's like this slow, no, (laughs) it's like, tell me yes or no. Right. 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 Just say no quick. Quick. You know, it's all 2022 was a year of, it's a balance between yeses and noes. I did receive a lot of noes, mm-hmm. which allowed me to go back and look at, okay, what are we doing? How can things be done differently? Um, how can we position ourselves? You know, maybe that, maybe it's a positioning thing. Maybe it's a branding thing. Maybe it's a, it's a team thing. You know, we start looking at everything holistically to better understand how can we position ourselves in a, in a, in a, in a better position for 23, you know, the, in, you know, it's, any founder who is worth their 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 dream is gonna have is gonna go to a ton of no's, mm. a gazillion. There's even one place that I apply to right now. They still have not responded to me, and I've written up an email to say, you know what? Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the closure. Just give me the closure. Give me closure. Just, <laughs> just say no. You know. Right. You know. I know you're an entrepreneur. I know you're doing an amazing platform, but. You can't keep people, you know, so that's right. that part of it. But in 2022, it's the no's should not stop you. Right. Great the advice. Should not stop. They're going to be no's. They're going to be plenty of no's, you know, but don't let it stop you. Incredible. Great advice. Dapo, I appreciate taking the time out and let us know uh, what's your what's your what's your website? Where can we find you on social media? Everything else? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, website is roomy.co. Our handles on Twitter, um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook is at GetRoomy. So you can find us on any one of those. It's at GetRoomy, R-O-O-M-I-I. Um, and if you want to reach out to me directly, it's dapo at roomy.co. There it is. Dapo, I appreciate it. Uh, incredible. You dropped some gems on us today. And uh, for anybody listening, anybody listening, check out the uh, Vision podcast. Uh, go to Vision. Look up on, you know, Apple Podcasts. Look up on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. We'll have this episode and all the other future episodes we'll have uh, right there on the podcast. But uh, Dapo, man, once again, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you, man. This has been great. This has Uh, been great. Thanks a lot. Thank you.